This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guest for Monday. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Kelvin, good afternoon to you. Good morning from London. Hey, hi. Good morning to you, Johnny. Uh, Good to hear from you again. And it's going to be a very busy week. We have got central banks here, there and everywhere. The Fed, the BOE and the ECB announcing their latest on rates. We've got some important Japanese data on Friday, which we'll talk about shortly. But firstly, let's get the latest from where you are. Markets where you are at the beginning of this new week and particularly China, where deflationary risks seem to be dominating the agenda. Yes, precisely, Johnny. So what we could see over here is that China is a really kind of an outlayer versus the rest of the world. Right now, the China inflationary situation seems to me is that it's much more structural rather than cyclical. On Saturday, they released their latest CPI data for the month of November. CPI data actually, or goods price inflation, actually slipped back to negative territory, much more steeper than expected. The forecast is actually looking out for negative 0.1% year-on-year fall, but however, it came in at negative 0.5% year-on-year fall for the month of November. So that is actually the steepest drop in almost three years versus continuation of this negative 0.2% year-on-year recorded in October. So the primary reason over here is we start to see very persistent a weak consumer sentiment translate to weak consumer spending, primarily by the fact that the property market right now is still facing that ongoing liquidity crunch and that putting on this potential, uh, we call it a damper on the consumer wealth effect via the property market. As we know that uh, in China, the property market actually indirectly or directly translate to close to about 60% of a household wealth. So uh, with this ongoing structural weakness in the China property market, it's pretty much hard for China economy to escape from this deflationary fear, except the fact that the China top policymakers, number one, they got to actually do more to actually help to address this structural problem, perhaps by creating a particular asset deposit firm to actually absorb those uh, bad uh, we call it uh, asset from the property developer. Or another hand over here is that they could do much more forceful physical and monetary policy stimulus, but that seems to be out of the question right now, given that the China top policymakers uh, measure right now to address this ongoing structural weakness in the China property market is via targeted measures instead. And also due to this fact over here is that the China-related uh, stock market, let's say the Hansing Index, is actually on site to actually close the year negative. Uh, if you look at the current year-to-date number, it's negative 18%. So that could actually be a worse record in the history of the Hansing Index. If this plays out within uh, the current momentum right now, it will be four consecutive years of losses. As I mentioned before, we've got announcements from the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve and the ECB this week, who are all expected to keep rates on hold. And uh, we have had the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey repeatedly stress in recent weeks, it's still too soon to start thinking about cuts. Uh, We had the non-farm payroll data in the United States on Friday, which suggests a later cut than was uh, previously thought. We were suggesting maybe March 2024, uh, a few days ago. But now that's been pushed back to later in the year, maybe June, uh, Kelvin. So it's going to be very interesting. And of course, we've got the United States CPI figures 
tomorrow, which might also give an indication as to when those rate cuts may start, if indeed they do. Yes, precisely. So if you look at the current market expectation for the US uh, CPI data for uh, November, they're going to be released tomorrow. The core CPI data uh, market is still expecting a soft growth at 4% year on year, pretty much similar uh, momentum as we see in October. So if it turns out as expected, it will be close to a two-year low. So what market is actually looking right now over here is, uh, yes, we start to see major uh, central bank officials are still pushing for the tone of keeping rates at a higher level for a longer period. And what's interesting over here is that in US situation, we are now approaching uh, election year pretty soon, uh, next year. So there could be a bit of political pressure on the Fed to actually uh, being uh, currently, uh, as we know that the Democrats uh, incumbent, President Biden, his approval ratings is not so rosy right now. So what's interesting over here is that in this coming Wednesday FOMC outcome, you also coincide with the release of the latest Fed dot plot. So what is this Fed dot plot? It's actually the Federal Reserve officials' uh, focus on future growth, economic growth, inflation rate growth, and as well, most importantly, the trajectory of the Fed funds rate. So in the previous uh, September release of the dot plot, so that was the last dot plot, uh, Federal Reserve officials only pencil in two rate cuts for 2024. So that's actually uh, sum up to 50 basis point cut. But if you look at the current market expecting right now, uh, after even though after the much more better than expected uh, northern payroll data, the market is still seems to be a bit skewed towards the optimistic side. So they are still pencil in at least four rate cuts for 2024, amounting to a total of 100 basis points. So that's almost twice uh, more than what Federal Reserve forecast in September. So market expecting uh, right now is where the Fed starts to actually pivot towards uh, market pressure of having in line with market expectation. But that's pretty much hard to say. So even that, given that the fact that the US labor market, yes, we know that the US labor market growth has started to slow down, but it's not being as fearful as what market wants it to be. So that could be actually keep the Federal Reserve officials on guard to actually be sounding so dovish as portrayed in the latest dot plot that got to be released on Wednesday itself. So on the hand over here is that, yes, even though if the Fed, uh, the dot plot still remains at two rate cut uh, for 2024, but then the next thing market participants will be keeping an eye watch will be how Powell performed during his press conference. So I believe that a lot of reporters will start to query him about uh, certain of his colleagues that actually sounded actually much more dovish than himself because some of his colleagues actually did mention that there could be a consideration of a Federal Reserve cut coming into 2024 much more aggressively than Powell in his public speech because so far Powell in his public speech he did mention that he's not looking into any discussion of a rate cut yet. So uh, we're going to see how Powell uh, manages his remarks on this particular uh, very interesting question that I do think that is going to be put forward by several reporters okay, to quiz him about that. So if he starts telling that a, they maybe start to be data dependent or if economic data starts to worsen in the second half of next year, that could actually be sounding as more of a dovish pivot instead. So that could actually continue to see this ongoing Christmas rally in risk assets from a stock market perspective. Yeah. The so-called uh, Santa rally, as we like to describe it. Yes, the so-called Santa rally, yes. Okay, towards the end of the week, we got some very important data from Japan with the latest PMI services numbers. Why do you think that data is so important? 
because uh, if you look at, uh, it's actually related to more of the FX market, particularly on the yen side of the story. So if you know that uh, in the middle of last week, there's actually a berserk comment from BOJ governor and his deputy stating the fact that it seems indirectly they're actually giving out a bit of guidance that BOJ is looking to actually shift its stance from a short-term negative interest rate as soon as January next year, and even possibly in the upcoming meeting in December. So BOJ government did mention that over here is that he told the parliament that uh, if they start to actually uh, remove short-term interest rate, there are actually various options BOJ could actually target in terms of monetary policy setting. And he told the ad that in the month of December this year and early next year, it could be a challenging month for BOJ in terms of policy setting. So this gives a bit of a hint that BOJ may act sooner than expected in terms of the removal of the decade plus of negative short-term interest rate. So for sure, market participants uh, want to have more clarity in terms of economic data coming up from Japan to justify this potential shift of stance in terms of short-term negative interest rate to a positive interest rate environment at least in the short term in the land of Japan. So you will be looking at the leading economic indicator like this Friday, the flash PMI data for the services and flash PMI data for manufacturing for the month of December. And do not forget the fact that uh, manufacturing uh, is still in the doldrums for in the last two months below uh, the 50 uh, level mark. That's actually its contraction mode. And also the services uh, PMI is still trying to hover around the 50 level. So if we start to see uh, these numbers improve in the month of December, that could actually potentially further justify this much more sooner than expected change of, we call it, negative short-term interest rate policy in Japan to skew towards more towards a normalization policy. Perhaps we should start to see getting more concrete in January next year. So that could actually potentially put a further upside pressure on the uh, yen. Very interesting. Kelvin Wong in Singapore, thank you very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you same time next week. My pleasure, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.